Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast, show number 35, the UK's online digital TV and technology show. My name's Carl, and with me is our tech guru, Pete. Hello there. Everything we cover here on Frequency Cast is based on feedback from you. Please visit frequencycast.co.uk to pass on your feedback and suggestions. Here's what we're covering in today's tantalizing take on technology. Keeping an eye on your home with IP cameras. News of 3D TV coming soon. Track your New Year's resolution with a new gadget. Time's up for GMT. Plus your questions on Radio 4, Longwave and Humax PVRs. But first off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news. Frequency cast. Now loading. News. Our first story of 2009. Forget HD, the future could be 3D. Many will remember various experiments with 3D TV over the years, normally involving silly glasses. Well, last month, Sky demonstrated that a 3D TV service could soon be a reality. In a demonstration by Sky, they used an existing Sky HD Plus box connected to a 3D TV set to demonstrate a three-dimensional effect. The TV screen needs a polarizing filter, and you are still required to wear glasses. Japan has already been running with a 3D TV service, just two hours a day, but it's a start. And it's believed that 3D TV sets will be debuted at the Consumer Electronics Show later in January. Next, news of a new channel coming to Freeview. Netplay TV should appear on Channel 48 from the 8th of January. This is an interactive games channel offering casino and live bingo. Also, we can expect a text service coming to Freeview in January, DirectGov, an online service from the UK government. Staying with Freeview, it looks like shopping channel PriceDrop TV is set to vanish from Freeview very soon. Next, Virgin Media News. We reported last month that Virgin's to up their broadband speed to an amazing 50 meg. Users of the Virgin TV service will be pleased to know that Virgin will be adding four new HD channels in the next three months. Staying with HD, if you've got high definition and home cinema at home, the BBC has just released a high definition version of their test card. This allows users to calibrate their kit. The HD test card lasts just 90 seconds and is included in the BBC high definition preview loop that runs on the BBC HD channel when there's no HD programming. Next, some Sky news. If you get your broadband from Sky, note that from March 2009, prices will be increased by £5 a month unless you take out Sky Talk, which is Sky's home phone service. Next, tvcatchup.com is back. This online service lets you watch 18 free-to-view channels over the internet. The service shut down in February 2008 after concerns by broadcasters, but now the service is back, claiming to have resolved these problems. Sign up to the beta at tvcatchup.com. And finally, some top reasons not to call 999. Last month, a woman called 999 to complain she was unable to get through to the BBC Strictly Come Dancing vote line to vote for Tom Chambers. Clever. Other recent 999 calls have included a man in WH Smith's complaining staff wouldn't let him use their loo, someone who got a pizza delivered that had mushrooms on and he doesn't like mushrooms, Plus, a call from former Page 3 model Linda Lusardi, stuck in traffic on the M25 and late for her Christmas panto. Well, that's the news, but don't panic, there'll be more soon. 
And whilst we're on the news, there's been a rather interesting development with regards to time scales, hasn't there, Pete? What were you saying to me earlier? Is it me, or was 2008 a bit of a long year? God, yeah, I remember that. Well, in actual fact, the year, 2008, was one second longer than usual. And the things I did. You enjoyed that second, did you? You may not know this, Carl. We've now got these atomic clocks that keep time to the milli, 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 trilli second. The Earth- did you know that a jiffy is actually technically a real unit of time? It's one one hundredth of a second. Oh, I thought it was a lemon. Anyway, the rotation of the Earth and the beating of the atomic uh, cesium crystal in these atomic clocks means there's a tiny variance. So every year or so, they add a leap second. And now there's a plan to abolish this leap second. Well, why is that then? Well, the idea is because you've got so many phones and clocks and computers and GPS units that are all using split-second timing, the fact that there's these extra seconds added all over the place is beginning to cause problems with some computers and GPS systems. Right. Sounds quite fair. So the plan is to abolish the leap second that creeps in every couple of years and replace it with a leap hour every 600 years. A leap hour every 600 years. So only only every 600 years would man be in trouble. That'd be fine. We're not here. But what that does mean is that as time goes on, slowly the time is going to stop being tied to the rotation of the Earth and be tied to the atomic clock, which means eventually things like sundials are going to no longer be accurate and also mariners navigating by the stars won't be able to do that anymore. It'll be the first time that we're not tying the rotation of the Earth to the clock. Does that mean we can take our sundials back and ask for a refund? If you've got the receipt, yeah. And it also does mean that GMT, which currently runs through the centre of London, will no longer be as applicable, so London will lose its um, being the heart of the the worldwide time. No, I don't think we should do that. Well, there's a big vote going on. GMT's been in place since 1880 or something like that, and apparently uh, the proposed change has been supported by the US, France, Germany, Russia, Japan and Italy. So we're in a minority when it comes to trying to fight to keep GMT intact. Oh, well, I'll be back in a jiffy. I've got a protest to sign. Frequency cast. Now loading. Focus. I found the news quite interesting today, but we're moving on to focus now, so I haven't got time to talk about that. Uh, what have we got in focus? By the request of the listeners, we're talking about wifi cameras today. Wifi cameras, that'd be Wi-Fi, not smelly cameras. They're not smelly vision, no. Um, and I'm feeling a bit of 1984 coming on here. Are you going to tell me we've gone 1984, or is this old news? Big Brother is indeed watching it. Right, hold that. I'd rather not. Wow. <laughs> right, hold that, Carl. It's like a camera with a radio aerial and a silver box, and uh, there's no double-sided sticky tape to put it on the wall. But you do have the hanging hook holes. Oh, you can mount it horizontally or vertically. Look, this goes... Doesn't work on radio, does it? So this is actually a Linksys wireless camera. Now, this obviously isn't connected to anything, but it has little lights for active link, wireless, ready, Ethernet. On the bottom, it's got a reset button, an Ethernet connector, a mic in, and a power supply. Well, power supply hole, anyway. Uh, it's got a nice antennae on, ant- antenna. <coughs> has a nice aerial on the right, and um, it's actually got a, a, a camera with a... What's that on the side there? Oh, it's just a logo thing. Right. How much is that? 50 quid. Boots. <laughs> Not quite. Right, let's do your demo. Now, I have two of these in my... Actually, I have three of these at home. One of them is here, so not working. One of them looks out of my window, so I can see the weather when I'm at work. The other one is pointing to my kitchen. Isn't it easy to look out your window at work to see what the weather's like? <laughs> Sorry, call me old-fashioned, but... Right, let me just log on. So I've got my little Asus laptop here. Okay, uh, give me a sec. So I've got my little Wi-Fi uh, dongle in, so I've got my internet connection. Right, there's a web browser. Okay, click on that link there. Right. Okay, wait a second, you should see a picture appearing. It's your pussycat. He's sitting on the chair. 
Oh, look, you got your little cat with your little white paws sitting on the chair. Isn't he cute? So that's the frequency cat. He's always asleep. That's his little cushion on the chair. So I can actually look at what's going on in my kitchen, and on the kitchen chair is a sleeping cat. Isn't that good? Technology, eh? Yeah, and it looks like he's just finished devouring your sofa. Why have I to have a sofa in my kitchen? I have no idea, but you don't now. You have a sofa in your cat. So anyway, that is the beauty of these wireless cameras. So... From anywhere in the world, I can log in over the internet to these wireless cameras that I can position anywhere I want in the house to keep an eye on what's going on at home or to look out the window. Fantastic. I'm liking it. So you can look out the window from home and at work. Yeah. You're not convinced as to why you'd want to do this, yeah, are you? No, I like the camera idea. I'm just not too sure about your setup. <laughs> Fair enough. So, 70 quid these things start at for an indoor internet camera like this. So this will let you watch streaming video wherever you are. Now the clever bit is a lot of these have motion detection. Yeah, that's right. I remember when these first came out, there was some bloke on the news who had managed to catch the burglars in his house whilst he was still at work. I called the police and everything, and they turned up and dealt with it, and he waved to them, I think. That sounds about right. So that is quite a clever little idea. Now with some of these, you can get it to take a photo when motion is detected and send that to you via email. So even if the burglars break in and nick your camera and your computer, you've still got the images held off-site, which is quite cool. Very clever. So 70 quid is the starting price, but we're going to talk about a few other ones of these. Uh, Before we do, is that 70 quid for one camera and one setup, or is that for a pack of cameras or what? 70 quid for just the one camera, so that's something like that, which is basically a web server and a a webcam as well. All in one pack. Nice. Okay, what others are there then? This is one we want to draw your attention to here. Look at that one. A little bit more weird. That looks a bit more funky, really. It's got the. Looks like it's got uh, LEDs. Is that for night vision or something? It is. This one is a two-parter, so you've got a receiver and the actual camera itself. So this is an outdoor kit, so uh, you can connect that outside. It's weatherproof, and as you say, it's got this ring of 26 LEDs around the edge of it, which give you your nighttime infrared viewing. So this is your nighttime system. These are weatherproof, uh, wireless range of 100 meters, and it's got a microphone as well, so you can hear who's knocking on your door. Um, 99 quid. It's not bad for that little bit of extra. The outside thing, the weatherproof thing is great, and a microphone as well. I think it's worth every bit of that extra £25. There you go. Now, the one I really want to talk to you about is my favourite here. Look at that one there. Isn't that the one you wanted for Christmas? Yes. Grr, don't get me started. So, uh, okay, it's a shame this is... Do you want me to buy it for you? No. I've got some money. Really? In the Icelandic bank? No, in a mattress. Should we carry on? I wish you would. Um, So look at that. That's the camera I wanted for Christmas. Oh, actually, yeah, we keep getting told off on our forum. People keep pointing out that this isn't a TV or a videocast. So apparently we spend a bit too much time pointing at things saying, oh, look, isn't that pretty? Right, the solution to this problem is, ladies and gentlemen, when you're listening to us, go to the website, and when we point, look at the website and what we're pointing at. (laughs) Then you'll know what we're staring at. So let me hold uh, hold up our web browser. So if you go to that page there now and click the third item down. Great, thank you. This is the camera that is the killer camera. So this has PTZ. PTZ. No, what's that then? Pan, tilt, zoom. Ooh, is it motorised? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice, remote motor. Ooh, look at that. So what this has is it has, as I say, it can pan and tilt. So it's got a nice little turny, twisty, angly thing. It also has 10 times digital zoom. It supports a colour nighttime mode, which is good. What's a colour nighttime mode? Is that is that like night vision or what? So it's colour night vision, basically. Coloured night vision. So it's almost daytime at night. It doesn't actually work in complete darkness. It has to have something like um, two or three candle power in the room to do it. So it's not complete darkness. But if it's in a dark environment, you do still get a decent enough picture. Uh, it also supports FTP. FTP meaning? File transfer protocol. So what this means is you can get it to take a picture every 30 seconds and upload it to a website. 
so you can look at pictures as they come in. Very smart. It also has one-way audio, so you can listen in to what's going on in your house. Uh, and it automatically sends an email with an image when anything is detected. Um, it's got a thermal sensor, so any heat source it will, it will trigger, or on motion detector, or you can get it to take pictures on a timer basis. Uh, it comes with recording software, so you can start whenever heat or motion is detected, and you can record onto your computer's hard disk. 250 frame image buffer as well, which is not bad. 250 quid, yeah? 120 quid. No! Oh, yes. However, the 120 quid version is wired, so you have to physically plug that into a router. Right, okay. However, for 170 quid, you get the Wi-Fi one. That's very good. I was pitching at the lowest 210 pounds. I don't know why 210. 10 came to mind. So there you go. That's definitely our favourite. That is a, a Panasonic camera. As we say, go to the website on the show notes for today's show, show 35. We'll add some pictures and where to get these, but they are very, very good. I just want to quickly pick up on something that one of our listeners mailed into us about the fact that these cameras are a little tricky to set up. A little tricky to set up? Why is that? Well, you'll have this thing at home that protects you called a... A furball. Yes, you have something at home to protect you called a firewall. A furball, yeah. And they protect you from getting nasty things coming into your system and screwing up your PC. I saw a film about this starring Harrison Ford. Carry on. Thank you. Which one was that? Uh, firewall. Firewall, yeah, okay. So if you've got your camera inside your secure environment connected in your house, if you're outside trying to get in, of course it won't let you because your firewall sees you as an intruder. So you have to do this thing called opening up a port and doing port forwarding to do it. I've heard of port forwarding before. And it's worth me just giving a little bit of a mention to the fact that these are not quite as easy as they seem. So there are actually two things that you need to do to get a camera to work. One thing is you need to configure the camera to talk to your router and then open up the firewall so you can get an external connection coming in. Right. And that's fairly straightforward, fairly easy to do with your router. You have to go into your router's software, work out the IP address within your network that the camera has assigned, and a port number. It's fairly clear, but you have to kind of just be aware that you do have to open that port. The other thing is to do with dynamic and static IP addresses. Dynamic and static IP addresses, I'm assuming one's on the move and one's, never guess what, static. So when you connect to the internet and you connect to someone like BT, they give you an IP address, an internet protocol address. So they know who you are and you know who they are. And that address is permanent while you have your connection on at home. So if you're out and about on the move and you want to connect into your web camera, you have to know the address that your home computer is sitting on, its IP address. Right, that seems easy enough. However, people like BT reuse these IP addresses. They're called dynamic. So if you drop your internet connection and reconnect, you'll end up with a different IP address. That's not so helpful. No. Now, some internet providers provide you with a static IP address, which means it will never change. Your home will always have one particular IP address. But they normally charge for that, and that's not normally a mainstream service that most people need. So you have to make use of something called DNS. So you sign up to a DNS service, and effectively you get an address like carl.dns.com. And that program is something on the internet, your machine at home, connects to the DNS server and says, hello, this is the connection I'm on today, here's my IP address. Right, okay. Now, this all sounds very intellectual and quite confusing. So, if you look on our website at www.frequencycast.co.uk, we are going to give complete instructions as to what to ask for, what services you need in order to install one of these, because these are great pieces of kit and you want the best one. One other quick thing I want to mention while we're on the subject of home security, there are two kits that you can buy that can keep an eye on your house while you're out. One of them is called Alert Me. This has a motion detector, a door entry thing, and an alarm detector and some key fobs. No cameras as part of this kit, but you can kit out your house. So if anybody opens the front door or starts moving about, you can get alerts and text messages. 250 quid, that's Alert Me. The other one, which is more my favourite, and we actually covered this a number of shows ago, My Home 247. 
Now, originally the kit was 50 quid. Unfortunately, they've got a bit more advanced and a bit more pricey now. But for 250 quid, you get this home gateway, which comes with the power supply and all the cabling you need, and one of these network cameras and a door and window sensor. So if somebody breaks in, it can actually take video, upload it to this particular service. So again, we'll slap some information on the website. But if you're into home security, also well worth considering. Even if you're not, even if you just want to watch people walking around the house, I think it's well worthwhile having. And if you want to watch my cat, the IP address is one two three. Well, you had too much turkey, didn't you? I'm glad you brought that one in. Yes, it's January, so it's New Year's resolution time. I thought it was sale time, never mind. (laughs) And of course, keeping that in mind, here we have the latest in keeping fit technology, no doubt. Keep fit body monitoring gadgets. Now, this isn't the Wii Fit that we talked about before. This is, give us a quick description, give us a name first of all. It's a Salter Scales. It's just your normal bathroom scales with a... What was that? My body or M body? It's my body. That's a little head, a little body with a dot at the top, my body. So this is, what, black scales, sort of glass-type top? Well, it's a very posh, sophisticated-looking set of scales, really. They wouldn't look out of place in your living room, actually. Uh, but what I have noticed straight away, other than the fact it's got a big digital screen on it, which is 830, uh, it's got a start button and it's got a USB button, so it's mm. obviously plugged into your computer, doesn't it? Okay, so at the moment it's is standalone, it's a standard set of scales. Put it on the floor. Let's just switch it on. So I'm going to stand on these scales. I've set it to my own preference. It stores 12 people. I'm now getting four flashing bars and a beep. And it's counting down. It's doing some little numbers to count down. And it's now complete. There we go. I don't know what's complete. And when you say it takes 12 people, is that at once? What you do is, with this little, these little up and down arrows, you can store 12 family members in here. It remembers who they are, how old they are, how high they are. You set up all the personal preferences, and this thing remembers it for you. So you can have 12 different people on here. Oh, I rather prefer the idea of having 12 of you on there at once and then getting an average. <laughs> I'm sure I come down in weight that way. You see, you've got these little metal strips here. You have to take your socks off to do this, you see, because these things, they send little currents up your body. It gives you electric shock. <laughs> You're too fat. Well, in all seriousness, on the box, it says if you've got a pacemaker, don't use it. But I've used it. I get no tingles. The clever bit, though. Yeah, but you haven't got a pacemaker. <laughs> it comes with a USB dongle thing. Okay, and you plug that into the side there. Then you press the USB button. And you can see a sort of a percentage graph as it's copying the data from the scales onto this little dongle. And then you put it on your computer and then you make yourself... So, Weight Watchers, this is for you. Let's give it a second. Let's let it finish its uh, finish its cycle here. Okay, that's done. Out comes the USB. Puts it into his laptop. Stick it into my little Asus EPC901 running Windows. Let me just pop that in the side here. You really wanted to say all that, didn't you? <laughs> I did. Okay, here we go. So then we switch to the application software that comes with it. There's our little USB button. So we press that. Takes the data off. Okay, it's got a couple of test users on here. So that's me. And there what you get is a copy of all of the measurements that I've had. And you can do this lovely little graph which embarrassingly shows my muscle mass is dropping and my body fat is going up. No surprise there, then. Mm, that's Christmas for you. But it does measure these other things. It measures... How would you pronounce that? Is it visceral? Visceral. Mm, whatever that is. So the things it actually measures and gives you this graph of are uh, your body fat as a percentage, your body's water content, so you can tell whether you're hydrated or not, muscle mass, which is how much of your body's sort of muscle or lean tissue, uh, this visceral, visceral, visceral fat thing, which is the fat surrounding your key organs, 
your BMI, your body mass index, which is whether you're the right weight for your height, and BMR, which is basal metabolic rate, so how many calories per day your body is consuming. And it stores all of this on this little USB stick, which you can then run onto your PC, input and output, do it in pounds and, and kilos, and even print out your progress. So that's a really snazzy little gadget. Yes, yeah, nice bit of software as well. It's something you can take into work, can't you? You could do like Weight Watchers at work and just bring in your results. Better still, you could get your son or daughter to do it and you know, have a really good record. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. So how much for this? Uh, scales... USB compatibility, I don't know, 120. 70 pounds. Not bad. Even better, currently half price at Boots, 34.99. Now that's a saving worth having. Just think how many more cream cakes you can get. Frequency cast, now loading, interaction. Time now for your emails, texts and calls in our interaction section. First off, Mick Stanner asks, is there anything on the market that will change channel on a Digibox at a set time every day? For example... Cartoon Network, 7am till 8pm, and then Hallmark from 8pm to 7am. Hi Mick, presumably you're looking to get your set-top box to change channels automatically as you're connecting to a recorder. Well, many Digiboxes have a timer option that allows you to program a channel switchover at a set time. You may find your existing set-top box already has this facility. If it doesn't, there is another option. Get yourself a universal remote control that supports timer macros. These are special remote controls that can send a series of remote control commands using infrared at a set time. We found the one for all 12-way unit available for just £20 that supports timer macros. See our show notes. And now to our first podline call of the year. I use this plus deck, my name's Ken by the way, with a laptop. That's the trouble. I can't install it into a laptop. What shall I do? Does it, does it connect via leads? For those not in the know, PlusDeck is a unit that slides into your PC's case. It's about the size of a standard CD or DVD unit for your desktop computer, and it allows you to slide in an audio cassette and then convert that cassette into MP3 format. Uh, So what Ken's saying is he's got a laptop and he wants to use one of these PlusDecks. Well, sorry Ken, but the PlusDeck won't fit inside the case of a laptop, and there's no easy way to plug it in so it does work with a laptop. However, you can achieve the same effect for the same price. What you'll be needing is a USB version of a cassette to MP3 converter. Now there's a twin cassette version that we found that will let you archive off all of your old audio cassettes. They're normally £99, but we found one £20 cheaper. See the link on our show notes. You might also be interested in listening to Show 21, where we talk about archiving off your old cassettes, videos and vinyl. And Dave Bolton has a comment on our trial of weekly shows. Uh, He says, well done chaps in giving us a programme each week. He says, whilst I'm in favour of this, if you found yourself scratching around for news that was of little significance just to keep us informed, then it might not be so good for the show. He reckons go for the quality, not the quantity. Great, cheers for that Dave. I'm all about quality me. You are. You can tell that just from your watch. Now that's spectacular. Anyway, Mark Hall has been in touch with a question that has stumped us all. Uh, So we're seeing if our listeners can help out, and I can't even be bothered to try and mention some of those words. They're way beyond me. Uh, Over to you, Guru. Thank you very much. He says, my ELO, 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 or Elmo. (laughs) I'm thinking Electric Light Orchestra. (laughs) Anyway, his Elmo touchscreens have a native resolution of 60 megahertz. He says standard UK PAL is rounded up 25 frames per second, so double is 50 megahertz. What can I do to stop the stutter that happens on viewing? I'm using a Pinnacle PC TV at the moment to stream cable TV and the stutter is bad. Is upscaling hardware or software the answer? 
Tough one there, so converting 60 meg line to 50 meg. Anybody out there that's got any suggestions or help, uh, please get in touch and we'll pass that on to Mark. This is the NTSC problem, isn't it? 29.97? No. No. It's something completely different. Completely different. I was just trying to show off and look intelligent. How did it do? (laughs) That's your mains. You know your mains flickers at 50 50 hertz, 50 times a second? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all about that. That's all right, then. I'm sure someone out there is slightly more technical and can give us a hand, so please get in touch via the website. What about your mate Dom? Oh, Don, he'd know. Right, uh, our friend Darren Nay's been in touch with an update on the US digital TV switchover. He says, I've got two pen pals in the US, and they say the digital switchover for them is set to be on the 17th of February 2009, so not too far away. They've all been given a 10% discount on set-top box. That's what we should all get. Absolutely, but we don't, of course. Uh, They're also testing HDTV via the antenna in parts of the USA, but HD boxes via the antenna are very dear and are only on sale in 40% of the USA, they told me. He says also 50% of the USA seems to have an HDTV already. 70% of the USA already have cable TV or TV via dish anyway. Oh, there you go then. How are we doing with our switchover? As you know, Carl, 2008 last year, we saw the Scottish border region start to switch over. Um, In 2009, we can expect to see the rest of the Scottish border region go over, as well as Granada, West Country and, of course, our friends in Wales. Next, Chris Ryder says, I've managed to obtain one of the new Humax PVR boxes from Argos. I was hoping to be able to take off a signal via the RF out to my PC slash TV, but Windows Media cannot find a signal. Any ideas? It seems that the Humax Foxat HDR doesn't have an RF aerial output socket, so can't be used to send a modulated output to a second TV set somewhere else in the house or to a PC TV receiver. This is odd as most boxes like this do, including something like the Sky Plus box. However, there are a couple of workarounds. First of all, if your PC TV receiver has a composite video in socket, you could use this. Otherwise, get yourself an RF modulator box. These can be used to convert the SCART output from the Humax to an aerial signal that a PC can cope with. There's a link on our show notes. Now, a podline call. My name is Jeremy Cornish. I'm phoning from Plymouth. My question is, is it possible to get BBC Radio 4 Longwave on digital? I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you. Hi, Jeremy. Radio 4's FM service is available on DAB. When extra programmes appear on Longwave, such as Yesterday in Parliament and The Daily Service, these are made available on DAB as a secondary service. The Longwave channel appears when special shows are broadcast. If you're a cricket fan, note that Radio 4's Test Match Special, normally on Longwave, is available on DAB. Great, and now a mail from Josh the Cool, asking about the Swap Watch. He wants to know whether it supports custom ringtones. Good news, Josh. Yes, it does. I tried it with mine, and I was able to copy a WAV or an MP3 from my PC to the swap. So this is how you do it. So, follow with me. Uh, First of all, with your watch on face display, on the bottom left-hand corner, hit the menu button. Then, from your six icons available, pick the middle icon on the bottom row. That's the note one. Then, under multimedia, which is what you'll have on your screen by then, select number six, which is the audio player. See, your audio player comes up and you've got an icon saying list on the left-hand side. Hit that one. Uh, Select the track that you want to add as a ringtone. So under the list of the audio that you've got on there, select that. And then under options, which will come up next, select number three, add to ringtones. Now the second step, go back to the watch face and then hit the menu button on the bottom left of your watch face again. 
And then you've got your six icons in front of you. Tap the left icon on the top row. Under phone book, select number nine. Select your new sound and then hit the OK button. And now your phone will ring to whatever sound you've just put on. Nifty, huh? Now we've got a podline call from Stephen Wilton. He's called in about Top Up TV, the service that we've not been huge fans of in the past. Hi, this is uh, Steve Wilton. <laughs> As I Top Up TV PVR a couple of years ago, which was uh, the Thompson one. That uh, as, as I at the time I mentioned, that I had so much trouble with it. Recently, I bought a Wolfdale Top Up TV PVR from uh, Argos. And it's been running perfectly. The programs ain't bad now. Uh, no trouble with uh, scanning uh, for channels. Uh, does it automatically? Uh, fully recommended. The only problem I've got is the uh, hard drive. With the Top Hat TV does have quite a bit. The hard drive. It's only 160 gigs, so you don't get that many programs that you can put on. But the thing is, you can put on a series link, things like that, and record to the channels at the same time. Uh, not bad little bots and decent pickup as well. Thanks, Steve. Finally, someone with a good word to say about Top Up TV anytime. Glad to hear you're getting on with it a little better than you were a year ago. Thanks, Steve. Oh, what fickle listeners we have. It's like my dad with the remote. Explain? Well, he keeps flipping from one channel to the other. Likes this, doesn't like that. Does like this, doesn't like that. Only he does it with services. Just wondering whether it was the, uh, the old Thompson box that upset our Steve and now he's happy with his Wharfdale. Who knows? Well, Wharfdale are good, aren't they? They are indeed. Anyway, that's all the mails and Facebook messages we've had so far. Thank you very much for the first batch of messages for the new year. Please do get in touch via our website or even via Facebook, and we could feature your message on the next show. Thank you. Frequency cast. Shutdown in progress. Well, that's it for this Frequency Cast. If you want to get in touch, you can leave us a voicemail message on 0208. 1334567 or you can contact us from our site if you're on the move text us on 07882043521 you can also find us on facebook and follow us on twitter and remember to check out the show notes for this show show 35 for links to everything we've discussed today while you're there click the add us to itunes button and also comment on today's show in our listeners forum Our web address is www.frequencycast.co.uk So that's all for this show from a resolution with a gadget to help 3D TV and a camera IP and is the end near for GMT. Catch you on the next show and please spread the word. Frequency Cast. Shut down completely.